Hey folks, welcome to my new podcast, The Mac Report. This one's going to be positive. It's going to be about everything and anything. Could be personal, could be good, could be the news. Not looking to take down people, looking to keep it, keep it real, but uh, keep it real for sure. I am not going to be uh, a podcast where I have people surrounding me who are me. Um, I love debates, meaning you can talk about anything and remain friends too. But they don't have to be like me. They can actually be different. They can, they can be very different. Um, they're going to be interviews uh, and lots of interviews that you've never heard before that are different, 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 different. No more of this podcasters interviewing podcasters. If they do, well, I'm going to ask some questions because I'm really curious about a lot of stuff. And, you know, I know I, I piss a lot of people off. First of all, the people I know are very weak. Uh, there you go. I just pissed them off already. Or if they come from a lot of money, they, they can't take it. They can't take the truth. The truth hurts. So, you know, they're not used to being challenged. None of them are. Uh, nobody challenges them. They either don't talk or they talk to people who will agree with them. Or they have too much money to not be agreed with. But that apart, and aside, I'm sorry, aside from that, I feel that what I can bring to podcasting is originality, uniqueness. Uh, you're not going to take the, the Mac out of the Mac. Uh, as I would tell Ella uh, playing tennis, don't let them take Ella out of Ella ever. The same way John McEnroe would throw chairs and rackets and curse. You take that out of him, you, you take, he's not John McEnroe. He's not going to win. So I'm going to be me, still be me. And this is one thing I do not stand for, lying, okay? If I hear lying, I'm calling it out. And if it takes us to the Supreme Court, I will go. I don't care. If I hear lying, I'm calling it out. And I already have one that I'm going to pick out and we're going to go for it. Because lying hurts people. Lying can kill people. Gaslighting. We're going to talk a lot about gaslighting. It's a boring thing until you know what it is. Uh, but there's, there's somebody out there who heard... Um, who told my father that he heard him speaking on a podcast, so he better be careful. So he did two things wrong, and I know who it is. So get ready, because I'm not letting you off the hook. Um, first of all, first of all, you um, said be careful. Careful of what? Of what? I've never been in a fight in my life. Okay. I've worked and lived in the top 
and the bottom 5%. Have you? I've never been in a fight, a physical fight ever. That's rare for a guy. I found that out. Um, I have no violence in my background whatsoever, none. I don't drink. I never drank in high school, nothing. Did you? Are you drinking your benzos at night? Drugs, any drugs? You do drugs? Not me. Okay, so I don't have any of that. So be careful. Be careful of what? And now we're going to go to the lie. You told him that you heard him speaking. I want to hear that. I want to hear my father speaking. If I don't hear him speaking, I'm taking you to court through a subpoena. And you know who you are listening to this right now. And I know who you are. If I don't get an apology, a personal apology, it doesn't have to be in public, we're going to court. Because what you're doing is you're taking an old man, my father, who's already been gaslit, who's already completely confused about everything. He's making up stories. He hasn't talked to his son in six or seven years. And somehow he's created a narrative that's out. It's just wrong and outlandish. And it's, it's wild. Um, you know, he, 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 well, he's ruined the family. I mean, at least if you're going to ruin your family and, pa- and be the parent, have enough money to clean it up. He doesn't have that. And record producers don't. My very, 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 very rich dad, father, as my mom said. Well, I had Dr. Matt Price sitting next to me when I was told that. How very, very, very rich he was. Mom... Record producers are not very, very, very rich. Okay? I hate to break it to you. They're not. David Geffen is very, 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 very rich and people like that. David Geffen says it on a documentary on Netflix. Record producers are not very, very, very rich. Okay? So let's get that out of the way. That was another lie. Okay, mom, he's not very, 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 very rich. Stop lying. You got to stop it. Um, it, it, It's hurting people and it's hurting him. You're, You're making, you're making my father, who was really never, never a liar, um, but through therapy and psychologists, And the fact that you're out of the picture, consider you dead, which I did, like you said, six years ago. Uh, Papa had a rise. And now we see Papa has no emotions, has no idea, has something wrong with him. He He has an illness. He has an illness. He doesn't have, emotionally, he doesn't know how to show emotions or understand uh, empathy, compassion. He doesn't have any of that. Uh, he will not be tested. Um, I have been tested on every level. I want him to take every test I've taken except under the extreme situation I was under when I had to do it. Um, he has to be tested uh, or 
before, he has to say he has no emotions. He does not understand emotions. But I, you know, it's devastating for me as a child to find out it's traumatic that you thought you were loved and you were not only, um, I was not loved at all. And this was not conditional versus unconditional. This was not love. There was no love at all. Um, I found that out. So that's traumatic. And, and I was told actually when, when I came to Boca before I left that I was going to find this and I was going to find it out. And I really, I actually got myself ready. I got a haircut. I was looking good and all those things. And I came here and found a mess. I found that my father's been ruminating for years on something that we already apologized about years ago. On what he did. On what he started. On what he messed up. He messed up. And he can't get out of it. So he's throwing the weakest under the bus. Me. The one who mothered his only grandchild. The one who wanted to bring his only grandchild to him to live in Florida. Who he said he didn't want. He did not want her in that state. Any of us. He got what he wanted. And he now as my uh, as a psychologist said, he's overcompensating with my mom. First of all, he can't afford a nurse. So he's not very, 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 very rich, mom. And mom also thought she was talking Ella into like, you're going to take care of me when I'm an old lady? No, where is she, mom? She's nowhere near you, okay? You didn't want to listen. You heard, but you didn't want to listen. That's what hurt you. And that's what killed me. And that's what ruined Allie. You know, you gave us lives, horrible lives. That's what you gave us. Okay? Yes, we got to enjoy whatever benefits you got to enjoy. That's what you said. We get to get good things happen and fun of whatever your fun is. We didn't count as anything. And I really learned that. And I want my picture... As I told my dad, there's a picture of a group called Plant and Sea Whale Records. I'm on the cover and I'm nude in the centerfold. It's, it's blocked out, the actual real nudity. I want that off the internet. I did not give permission and I did not get paid for that either. In fact, when that was done, I was three years old and my mom considers... Uh, First of all, all kids are not people until they're 12. Well, I was three years old. I said I did not want that picture used. I told my father, take it off the Internet. He better take it off the Internet. I don't want to see my picture at three years old, nude, and a picture of me that he thinks is good. I don't care what he thinks. It's what I think.
finally I can say it. I have an opinion. Dad, I hate the picture. Get it off the internet now, please. It's called Plant and Sea Whale Records. All you have to do is put that in. The credit of the picture goes to Gary Klein for taking the picture. The credit of the subject is Michael Klein, three years old. I fought with my dad then about it. All he did was heard and not listen because I was nothing. Okay, that's how I learned to make sure that my daughter knew she was a person. Okay, my dad did not decide to have a conversation about it with me. You know, eh, if you're a good dad, maybe you say, you know, you think maybe when you're older and 16, it may be pretty cool to be on an album cover. You might like it. You want to think about it. You want to ask questions or something, nothing. We had no discussion at all. Great picture, he thought. That's it. I was nothing. I want that off the internet. Okay? I want that off the internet. That's it. Take it off. Yeah, you got to do some work. You got to take action. Get it off the internet. Okay? I don't want it there. Okay? I don't want it there. It brings back horrible memories for me, okay? It's traumatic for me. It's trauma for me, okay? You don't know what trauma is. You don't have that, okay? Please take that off. Thank you. Um, so there's truths like that we'll hear. Um, what else can I tell you? So lies, truths and lies. I was told, um, okay, so that he spoke. He never spoke, okay? He never spoke. And the person who said that, well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait. I'm going to wait for, for I'm going to give you a certain amount of time, a week. I want an apology. Somehow I want an apology, okay? Or, or I'm subpoena, you're going to court. Because he was not on there at all. I'm allowed to say my father. I'm allowed to say the name Gary Klein. There's, I have First Amendment rights. I can say that. There's nothing wrong with that. He was not involved at all. You have no idea whether or not I was acting. Okay, You don't know who I was talking to. Okay? It was on a website where it's a memo of me talking to nobody. That was me acting. That was me acting. You got fooled by my acting. So I guess I was a good actor. He never spoke. That was a lie. Okay? Take care of it. I want an apology. Next thing. My dad said, oh, I sent six years ago wild pictures of pills. Well, first of all, he's right about that. I had like 7,000 pills because I don't take pills. So all my prescriptions I got... I wasn't taking them. I was taking just the bare minimum that you had to take, which was of, of drugs like Tramadol, okay? I didn't need any more. It was as needed, so I had a lot left over. But then he said bullets, pictures of bullets. Picture of bullets? I've never touched a bullet in my life. I've never had a bullet in my life. I am scared of guns. Um, 
I went to a shooting range once because my new wife-to-be, or was my new wife, Monique, wanted me to be a man, and I she loved going to shooting ranges. So I reluctantly went. I hated it, every second of it. I did not touch a bullet. They load everything for you. I took four or five shots. I thought it was the wimpiest thing in the world. I felt like the biggest wimp in the world. Um, there is no power in holding a gun. Anybody can do it. A three-year-old can do it. What's tough about that? So I, I hated it. I've never touched a bullet in my life. There's no pictures of me with bullets. And we're going to go to the iCloud for that because you said I sent a picture. Okay. If you're lying, I want a public apology. Dad, if you're lying, I want a public apology that you lied. Because what you're, what you're doing is, again, creating a narrative. You're adding to what's this gaslighting thing, this whole made-up story that, first of all, you haven't talked to me in six years. You won't let me talk. So you've created a story. And now, it, I mean, it, it's, it's ruined me. It's ruined me, okay? And, and that's called, well, well, we'll start with... Um, if you want to start small, we'll start small. All right. Intentional infliction of emotional distress. Okay. You've done that. Okay. Your, your conduct with me has exceeded the bounds of decency in society. It has. It has. And you know what? You don't even need insults are not um, alone or insufficient. So I, I can insult you and I haven't done anything. You can insult me and done nothing either. But you've gone way beyond that. And, and we'll go in, you know, you've done the defamation too. But again, I promised and I guaranteed I'm not interested in court. So we're not going to court. I'm just explaining it to you. Um, let's say it's non-outrageous. All right. But it was. What you're doing to me and continue to do is extreme and outrageous. But let's say it's not outrageous. Okay. It's still actionable. Because you are targeting me, you know I'm sensitive, especially now that I have trauma, I have post-traumatic stress syndrome, I have ongoing stress syndrome, you know all of that, you know I'm in a, a weak state, you also know you're targeting me as I'm a fragile class as I was a mother from zero to six, okay? So you're, you're targeting that person also, which you know. Maybe not outrageous, but actionable. And you continue to do it. And you've done it by muzzling me for six to seven years, which you read Lost Connections, Johan Hari. All the data is the, the, the number one thing you do when somebody gets divorced is you let them talk. You shut, you, you abandoned me. The second you abandoned me, when I told you of divorce, everything else after that is moot, is a shock to me as your son, but a real shock because you only have one granddaughter and one grandchild. And by hurting me, you're killing her. And by hurting her, you're killing me. You made a mess of it. If you're going to make a mess, 
as a parent, at least have the money to clean it up. I don't want your money. It's not about money. I mean, I have to survive, yes. But beyond that, it's so beyond. Um, am I suffering? Have I suffered severe emotional depressed? Um, distress, I'm sorry, distress. But I, is it depression? It's not depression, actually. But I've, I suffered severe emotional distress by your conduct, by what you've said to me. You be the judge. Physical symptoms are not necessary. Although I've had physical symptoms, such as twisted intestine, okay? Migraine headaches, everything on the list. But I don't need that to prove that. That has nothing to do with this cause of action. Did you cause severe emotional distress to me? I want to know. Okay. Let's just say you're reckless. You're just a reckless old man. Okay. Well, did you disregard the likelihood that your recklessness may have consequences of certain acts? Did you? By having Ella come over because you're so close with her, right? It is reckless. Where's her daddy is on her mind, not you. Not you, selfish you. Don't you understand that? So, again, there's no court here. I'm not interested in court. I, I'm not interested in harming you or harming me or harming anything. But the lies, when it comes to Ella, everything's out the door. Because, and, and Mo knows that too, all right? And, and she'll respect that. When it comes to Ella, n nothing's standing in my way. I will run into a wall over and over until I break in half for Ella. So if you're lying and doing that and it's harming Ella in any way, you have to make that right. Which means you have to get off your butt and take action. Okay, Your butt and take action. You've had enough help. You had your daddy when you were 45 help you with money. You've had plenty of help from other people we know. All along the way, you've had help and always had someone there. You've never been alone. Well, I've been completely alone with no help. Okay? You gave me no help. Nothing. Yes, you gave me food and shelter. And you had success. I didn't get anything from it except put down that's it so and just so you know i'm now seeing one of the premier neuropsychiatrists okay in the world that that actually studies the brain looks at pictures of the brain he's 50 years old his father was a psychiatrist, his grandfather a psychiatrist. 
both with specialties. He, he went to Stanford himself, Miami, New York Hospital, uh, New, New York Medical School, Toronto's Special Medical School. Brilliant. Okay. He's an athlete um, on, a, on a high level. And he's totally with it. Totally gets it. And we didn't have to talk much because we didn't even meet yet. We just, I happened to see him when I was in an appointment because I saw his, he has a psychologist who works with trauma patients who heard, who has heard two hours of my story. Um, yeah, you better not come in um, because you're right. It's not good for you. And, and I didn't even talk about you at all. I just talked about me and Ella and and of course the first question always your parents where were your parents well there's nothing to say about that um so uh, i'm seeing you know for anyone who's listening um the premier a premier neuropsychiatrist that that's brain does studies of the brain okay first of all He's already told me right off the bat from talking with him, this is not, this is a trauma. This is PTSD. And also from Yamana, PTSD. I'm also going through OTSD, but he, you know, they're a little bit wishy-washy on that still. Uh, but he knows it is ongoing. And um, this is not illness, Okay. Illness may be what you have. The, and he knows about that. Um, he knows too much about... First of all, he's also a psychologist. So he, he passed all the boards for psychology, psychiatry, neuroscience. This, it's all. He's got it all. Okay? He's also a forensic expert. He doesn't want any more patients, but he's taking me. He's too busy. He's a forensics expert. Okay. If, if something's against me, like if is against me, he'll sue them himself. He's one of those guys. Dr. Liu, my psychiatrist, who does not study the brain, was fantastic. He saved my life for six years. The only person. Okay? Saved my life. From Hong Kong, they have a different culture. He's quiet, a little bit... You know, he's not going to be, you know, Mr. Bravado about things. He's going to keep things peaceful. Not this doctor. This doctor, if there's a wrong being done, is going to make it known. And he, he's, he's got what I've got. And that's why I was told by his office, oh boy, when, when you guys meet, it's not going to be an hour. It's going to be three hours. Because he loves that I read. Remember, I, you told me I get all my answers from reading. Well, where else do you get them? People read. That's how they learn. From experience? Well, I have way more experience than you. You hung around the same people, the same little group, because you're scared. Dad, I've worked in a call center for four years. I Ubered for a year. I worked at American Warranty, First Warranty or whatever it's called, call center. 
I have worked with so many different types of people. You know, you, on the other hand, if I'm not mistaken, had a problem with your African-American secretary at EMI. Is that true? I have worked with African-American lesbians, one in particular, who asked me to stand up for her, okay? Me to be the one. I have way more experience. You're very narrow. You are very narrow. You called Monique, my ex-wife, very narrow. That was your thing for her. She's very narrow. Now suddenly she's at Google and you've changed your story all around again. You've been wrong on so many things, Dad. It's unbelievable. You were wrong about Trump. Boom. McJagger was supposed to be dead in his 40s of drugs. Remember that one? Boom. He's an intellectual. Um, the dat. The dat was supposed to be the next big thing. How'd that go? Boom. Jeff Smith cooking. How was that? Now, my friend Lisa Lillian, HungryGirl.com, became huge. Okay, I'm writing 177 letters right now, personal letters to people right now to help clear my name. I have to do this to clear my name. You see, most people would have to go to court to clear their name. I don't want to do that at all. So I have to clear my name. I can't. I can't not, okay? I can't. You know, the same way that a psychologist wanted me to lie to you, and, you know, sometimes you have to lie, I was told, and I couldn't do it. It was eating at me, and I was trying, and it was, it was like from Scarface when he's told to um, blow up this car, but he didn't know the kids were going to be there, and then the kids are there, and he, he's getting crazy that he's going to do this with kids there. Well, I couldn't lie to you, and I was told to lie to you just because you, you're really so slow in this area that there was no getting through to you. It was a dead end, and I understood where the psychologist was coming from. Not wrong at all in the thinking, but I couldn't do it. It was, eating, it was just eating me, so I, I didn't. didn't do it didn't lie to you and um you're lying like crazy right now and you know what your relationship with your brother eddie okay your brother eddie i'm allowed to say his name i'm allowed to say eddie is your brother why can't i say eddie is your brother what are you so scared of uh, your relationship with him has been horrible. And all I, that that's what I know from growing up. And, you know, I heard a lot of things. I don't have to repeat them. But I do know now who's right and who's wrong. You're wrong, Dad. You are wrong. And when it comes to the other people that you had disagreements with, you know, I thought what you did at uh, EMI, at, you know, with some things, standing up for yourself, I actually thought that was the coolest thing you did in, in, in your life because I knew of your fear. Nope, you were wrong. You were wrong. Bad move. Shouldn't have done it. It was nasty 
and, and wrong. It was nasty. It was sociopathic, what it was what it was. After all that was done for you, for you to do that. And for what? You used the excuse you were doing it for, for who? For your family, for me. What have I received from it? Nothing. What, what were you doing? And now the psychologist is like, you're overcompensating with the way you, mom's falling, mom's falling, mom's falling. Every time you go, mom's falling. Oh God. I know two heart surgeons. If mom's falling every minute, then start watching her. Maybe start there. What's wrong with you? My God, are you capable? You know, you, you, you're going off your rocker. And it may sound like I'm going off my rocker because, I, you know, it's frustrating for me being muzzled six to seven years. I'm talking from the moment I said the word divorce to not have anybody to talk to, to be alone in a place where you have no family, but you're the mother. You wouldn't even know what that means. Half the mothers don't know what mothering is. They're trying to figure it out. Well, here I am, the mother, and I don't have the exact easiest um, wife in the world, although she was great at a lot of things too. So I'm not going to say she wasn't. She was great at a lot of things. She organized everything, you know, she, and she had my back on everything always. So, you know, I, I get into that too because I don't want, that's another subject. But anyway, you on the other hand, you know, wanted to be treated like King, King Tut. You know what? Well, you should you should have been everybody of your generation I told you they're all doing great they all have money you know they all have money Kirschenbaum he's got money they all have money you were in that group what happened nobody helped you nobody Jimmy Iovine 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 Geffen said you know what since you producers don't make that much money I'm going to help you make money. Nobody wanted to help you, Dad. And you had two guys you worked with who were two of the greatest powerhouses ever in the business. And one in particular, okay, was like family because of mom and me. Okay, or mom and I. Um, that's why. Not because of you. It could have been anybody. It could have been any average producer. Okay? Average producer. I hate to say that because I was your biggest fan and I bragged about you all the time. Although it's not bragging. I actually thought it was cool. But it could have been anybody. But did he save you? I mean, you have no career without him. And it proved that right. You wrote Bobby's half of Bobby's Girl, the music. Great, great song, right? Great hook. No doubt about it. And then you failed everywhere else until you met this one man. And he kept you in the business. And he helped the family always. He was always there. And you've never been alone. But you know what you did? You left me alone, which was leaving Ella alone. You left Ella, your only granddaughter and grandchild, and me alone. While we're in San Diego, 
all alone. Well, I'm in Calabasas and Monique is in San Diego all week for nine months. Okay? Coming home on weekends. Okay, I was all alone. I didn't have a housekeeper taking care of everything. Mavis, my live-in housekeeper, who I loved, she spotted me on the bench when I started weightlifting. I would say, Mavis, you work for me. Now, come on, spot me. We loved each other. That's a, that was a joke. We, we loved each other. And she took care of me, okay? Not mom. Mom did not take care of anybody but herself real well. And every time you left to go to L.A. was a very uh, traumatic period for me every time because of things I'm not going to say anymore, okay? But I had to worry about Allie then, believe it or not. Believe it or not, the instinct of me when I was four and a half and she was one and a half and stuck on the pole of that crib and nobody was around and I heard her and I went in and put my shoulder against the crib so she could slide down and at least have something so she wouldn't fall. And, and then I think it's you who came in. I can't see the face, but it must have been you who picks her up and I step back, you know, one or two steps. But nobody says anything to me. You don't say a word to me. I'm just left standing there. Well, I said to me, I'm a, I said, great job to me. I, that's when I started talking to myself in my own head about it. I built myself up. Okay? I would find other mentors. I had nobody. And, and by, by then, already, and by five, I gave up. Okay? Because everything was trying to prove something to you. But you saw nothing. You've seen nothing. You, you've actually show, you've told me that. You know, Suddenly, you didn't hear mom say that. Of course not. What would you hear? You're, first of all, you're going to lie about everything. Because as mom says, say deny, 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 or lie, 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 whatever it is. But you know what? If it did go to court, that's why that third party court is important. All right? But I'm not interested in it. And I guaranteed you I would never do that. And I don't want to do it. So I'm not. But... You're wrong. You've hurt a lot of people. And you've, you've killed me. You've killed me. Whatever happens with me, if I should die for real, you did it. And I just need Ella to know that. Um, and I need Monique to know that. This should all really be about Monique. You had a... a, a, a you're, you're a special guy, man. Some way you are. You, somehow you turned it into you. Made it about you and took the heat off of Monique. Okay? Now, what's going to happen is, if I die, you know what happens? That's wrongful death, Dad. If you look at the... It's unbelievable. And you know what you have to do? You have to then go and try to sue Monique. For indemnification to take some off of you. Wrong. I'm telling anyone who hears this right now that you are killing me. Your lack of support 
emotional support, which you said you don't understand what that means. Well, then why are you seeing a therapist? And your therapist will not talk. You know why? Because whoever the therapist is is scared to death for you. They're doing the right thing. They're protecting you. And a therapist, should, a good therapist is an advocate. So um, there's something wrong with you. And who cares? I don't care. But what you've done to Ella, it's so sick what you've done to Ella and to myself is terrible. And ultimately it's Ella because if Ella was was good, I would be good. And that's not going to be happening. There's there's no way around that. Um, You have no idea what you've done. You have no idea. You're so, you're so out of it. Um, And I told you that it it had nothing to do with money. And by the way, I also said, if if I had $25,000 that first year, while I was doing Uber trying to keep up, I would have been able to keep up and, and be with Ella. That's all it took. So I guess while mom was driving her new Mercedes, you know, to try to be a big shot, that's all it took to keep Ella and I together. Couldn't do it. And you know, Monique, for six years, while I couldn't be with Ella, her company was based in Arizona. Didn't matter to anyone. Didn't matter to you. I'm not even thinking about Monique. On this, I'm thinking about you. Where were you to stand up and talk? Nowhere. You had a four-year-old, a four or five-year-old Ella tell you nobody talks to her daddy that way. Remember when you were drunk? You would drink at dinner all the time, and you would talk to me nasty, like you talked to everybody nasty at dinner, and had problems with almost every restaurant in New York City. With the way they did their food. Well, Dad, you did it to Ella. And she just sat there. Well, she stood there eating chips, listening. And I'm sitting there. You have no, because you don't know feelings and emotions. You don't know what it feels like. I'm watching her little white fists tight and feeling so bad for her. And I'm watching her eyes. And she knows exactly what's going on until... For a four to five year old, a five year old little girl to say what she did in front of the table took so much guts. That was the proudest moment of my life. She said, I watched her, and then boom, she looked you dead in the eyes and said, Nobody talks to her daddy like that. And I had to hold her and pull her close, and I whispered in her ear how proud I was of her. And then I said, let me take it from here. I got it. But Mike, you know what? She is a hero. She's a great girl. And you should stay as far away from her as possible or as whatever she wants to do because you're negative. You're a negative influence. Okay? You know how to hurt. You don't know emotion. You lack something. You lack something. And that only really came out when mom started to fade out of the picture, we started to see, oh my God, not only do you not know how to be a father, you lack 
some sort of emotion or compassion. You don't feel. I don't know what it is. Or you think you know. I don't. You know, Ella told me at six years old, Dad, all I have to do is smile and make up some stories and they think I'm okay. Daddy, I want you to know I'm not okay. She told me that. And I told her should never have to tell me that again. I know. I will know that forever. She doesn't forget. Stop saying forget about it. It was six years ago. Doesn't matter. That album cover that I'm on was 51 years ago. Get me off of it, off the internet. It bothers me. You didn't listen to me. You think Ella doesn't remember yelling at you? No, no, you want it to go away. It doesn't because we're people. We're not lumps of amoebas. We're not amoebas. We're not the show Friends where everybody moved it was one. Everybody's an individual. You had two individuals in your life, Ella and myself, who happened to be aware. You were not. You were not that kid either. We know that. Monique wasn't. She says that too all the time. It's the fog of being a kid. She can remember. Who knows, she said, right? I was aware of everything. Everything I possibly could be. Doesn't mean I know everything, but I know way more than you think. Um, and so does Ella. And, and if you think that smile is not hiding pain, then there's something wrong with you. Because she has emotion. She has emotion. She is sensitive. Okay? I'm happy for that. You can't be too emotional or too sensitive. That's a great thing to have. But when it hurts, it hurts extra, extra. And, you know, I guess that's one of the reasons why we lose a lot of artists. It's the pain. First of all, they're sensitive people. I know this for fact because I dealt with a psychologist who deals with very famous people. Okay? And he said they go through the substances because it gets them to write the songs and they can stay sad enough, but they get to that point where they just need a little bit more of the pain med, alcohol, whatever you want to call it, and then they overdose. It's by accident. It's not suicide. They don't want to die. They want to get away from the pain. The pain. The pain that you've given me. And, and money, money doesn't make it right anymore. It could have... But you didn't even have enough. It wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered. You could give me $100 million right now. It means nothing. The pain is too painful. It would mean nothing. Yeah, I need money to live. doesn't matter. It could be $100 million, It could be 3000 a month. Same thing to me. It's not going to change me. Because... I, I'm traumatized so badly. So, you know, I'm seeing this new person and I'm lucky to get in. Um, and, of course, you had a problem already, I think. But, you know, who is this? I told you to come. So don't tell me that. I said, come. Come with me. I offered you. You can have a problem with him now. 
you know, you, what happens is, and they told me already what happens. And this is part of being gaslit. You will have a problem with everybody until you get the answer you want. And what happens is you will beat somebody down until they give the answer or they die killing themselves. Not trying to kill themselves as in suicide because I don't believe in that. Trying to get away from pain. But that's what happens. And then after that, and this is from lawyers, that's when the truth comes out. Well, I have living ideation, it's called. I coined the term living ideation. Okay? You've, I'm dead. You've killed me. Okay, I'm fighting like hell to stay alive. I'm fighting you every... I have to put my energy into you. When, when, that's the last thing I should be doing to stay alive. I can't get out of bed. You don't know what that means because you've always had somebody with you. Well, you wait. Wait until you're alone. Wait. You have to feel it. Actually, you have to feel it. Like the shoulder, all of a sudden golfing and your shoulder hurt. Oh... Well, you know what, Dad? You told me when my shoulder hurt, I was 19, and I had aspirations and an ambition with it and a real passion. You said just use your old other shoulder. That's all. Just use your old other shoulder. Oh, and the back surgery. Just sit around for a year. It doesn't matter. Nerve pain. You know, Don't lift. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it mattered to me. It mattered to me. And it, you know what? That guitar again. 11 years old, I'm asking you for a bass guitar, okay. the uncool guitar, which is kind of unique to ask for because Bernard Edwards, I like the way he played it on a song, not Freak Out, the other one. That was not a hit, but the way he played. Where's my guitar? Man, if I was you at that time and I had Ella, we would have been in the guitar center and had them open it up at one in the morning and had been playing bass guitar that night. Nothing. I've gotten nothing from you. You've given me nothing. Are you cheap? I don't know what it is. You, you've given me nothing. Oh, we can go through. Yeah, yes. You got that Coleco game or whatever. When it came out. Uh, yeah, that was good. And I got a tennis racket. Yeah, I needed that. I, I begged for a car. Because my Volvo kept breaking down. And, I, and then I begged for a car for law school. And I, you got me this lemon that was crazily breaking down. But of course, you know, you had to drive a car four hours to Maryland. Remember that? And mom says, you're 45 years old. You're not a young man anymore for you to be driving to Maryland once and back meanwhile I'm, I'm in my 50s driving every other Saturday for three years to see Ella I drive six hours leaving at five in the morning on a Saturday I'm back by Sunday I get there to see her it's non-stop you know I'm trying to give her everything I have and then I'm at work at 6 a.m. but but you're 45 years old, and mom is yelling at me about, <laughs> about your little drive. Oh, I'm so sad for you.
You were probably coked up. You probably had anything you wanted. Good for you. My God. And then, and then I should write letters? Do you think... <laughs> do you, <laughs> I don't even want to go there. Um... This podcast is going to be positive. And it actually is positive. Because nothing bad is coming from this podcast. At all. Nothing at all. I'm telling you my feelings. And I have no problems hearing your feelings or anyone's feelings. You told me. You sleep really well at night. You sleep great. So I know you're fine. So what do I feel? Fine. Telling you this. You sleep great at night, you said. All right. So then I'm going to tell you what I feel. You're not you're not fragile or sensitive to it. You sleep great. Well, about Allie, you know, my sister. We had no problems. We were talking, trying to talk back and forth. We were just missing each other. And then all of a sudden, I couldn't get to her. It stopped. Why haven't I asked about Allie? Because you shut us down. You shut everybody down around me. So you abandoned me. You isolated me. You wrote the perfect prescription for somebody to kill themselves. Except I'm seven years in. It's unheard of. Okay? From what I've been through. And the lemmings that are around you, and they know who they are, okay? They know who they are. They're using you. They're wimps. They're afraid. Because as David Goggins says, people like me, in a good way, become very, very dangerous because now we have nothing. So we can tell the truth. I have nothing. I can tell the truth. That scares Cab. Yeah, you used to say Cab's a loser. Remember? Cab the loser. Now my best friend, you've tried to take my best friend. It's not going to happen. Because I'm telling the truth. The truth's going to win. The truth is going to win. You could keep lying all you want. I have no problems if I'm wrong or I'm not sure. I have no problems with that. But when I know I'm right, or I know I'm sure. I know it. And and when it comes to Ella, forget it. There's no way you're coming before Ella. She's my blood. The way you're taking care of moms, supposedly, and, and ditching your kids, okay, we're supposed to come first. You're you're mixed up. There's something wrong with you, fella. You're mixed up. You're supposed to be taking care of your kids, helping your kids out. Or if your kids are in a better situation and can help out, you know, like, um, let's say my friend, I'll make up a name, John. Let's say John got $20 million from his dad so that he could be in banking. And now John's made $50 million from that. And he can take care of his mom better and the family better. Well, it works great. 
that you wouldn't give ice to, you know, ice to an Eskimo. Whatever the saying is, forget it. You do the wrong thing. Even though, even, even though, I, I, even though I could do Robin Hood for almost three years and finally have to use up and pull out the money, I started with $100, pulled it all out, and finished 87.5% up after three, almost three years. I never went lower than 29%. I had 17 stocks, and I also had Bitcoin and an F. And Cab asked me what my stocks were. And I said, F that. But I gave him one. I had Peloton very early. Okay? But you would never, ever, ever give or trust your own. I have friends, all of them basically, have been given by their family, whether they were in good relationships with them or bad, didn't matter. You know, some of them had to hold their breath for a long time to get that money. And what they do with it and choose to do with it is, is from, you know what? That's their business. It's true. I get into their business too much. That's my mistake. But that, a lot of that has to do with what's going on in my life now. It's not the way I would be if things were normal. But to have the, the trauma of what, you know, learning about your parents. That First of all, there's no love there. So, so I'm alone. I'm walking alone in the world. And the one thing I didn't want is Ella to have to walk alone. Okay, I knew when she was me, I could, when we were very similar, that she'd never walk alone. And then you did your best to make sure we were separated. You did your best to make sure of that. Okay, because I'm telling you this, Monique, there was a time Monique said, it may take something like this for us to... We'll probably end up getting back together after all this or something like that. It may take something like that. You know, just the thought of that was enough. I know she loves me. Okay? I know that. But the what you did made... Blew the thing out so crazily. Everything that happened came from what you did. And the way you handled it. Everything. You killed me. Which is going to kill Ella. That's what happens. You think she's happy? You're so... And it... It's... it's and I can't get through to you. So what I have to do is stop trying. I have to stop trying. And that's what they're going to help me with. And I'm lucky to be seeing this, you know, the, the neuropsychiatrist is going to be great because I met him and he's a great guy. Um, and, you know, he's a real outside the box kind of guy. It's not going to be really about drugs. He's sick because he knows I've, I've done everything. And he also read the report. And but there's other things that he's trying. But he he knows and he read up about me, and you and everything already. It's a tough one. 
Uh, it's complex. And then I've got the Amana thing, the suicide. Until next time.